monkey music shows. Here we have Diana Strodenberg, right? <laughs> From the band, the great band Trope. How are you? Well done. Good. How are you? Good. That's always the hardest part for me is saying a name. It's the name. Is, yeah, especially when it's downhill. long and aggravating. I, I, I mispronounce everything. So you are from a band I enjoy, and that's why you're on. Thank you. Um, as we're talking off off camera, you um, I thought at one point you guys were all LA based, but you're not. And you're, but regardless, you started. Was it started in LA around? We formed the, Yeah, we formed in LA. We played like the bulk at the time. The bulk of our shows there, we kind of just really got our feet wet in that right. area. Yeah. The sound. What would you say your sound is? I don't want to. I always go through this. I struggle with labeling because I don't want to label. But I yeah. hear like a potential of it could be like for your audience. I say, well, if you like not Evanescence, but if you also like Tool, if you like, like I hear a lot of different elements. Yeah. It makes yeah. its own sound, but I, I don't feel it sounds like a certain band. Like, oh, yeah. it sounds just like that. You know what I mean? I hear, oh, I think a person who likes Evanescence would like that part. But then I hear Tool there or I hear a prog rock there. You know, I see your prog rock band to me. Yeah. Yeah, I, it's funny because um, we we do have some choruses like that are that kind of big chorus that I can hear right. the Evanescence um, that people who like that would would totally right. be into that. I mean, they're very um, epic, you know, and, and right. dramatic, and, I mean, and yeah. Right. yeah. And I think um, for the most part, we're very progressive rock I agree. That's orientated, yeah, yeah, that's but under like a very very strong pro like alt rock landscape at this point for this album it was very much just like us kind of picking through our influences and putting stuff together that we liked you know but it was it was very much still like our first album of figuring out what uh the sound is and where we stand as far as that goes and so that's still we're we're really starting to like unenvelope that on, I don't know if that's an expression. Yeah. Sometimes English eludes me, but uh, me on this next album. Yeah. Uh, so it's getting, more, it's going into maybe a more progressive direction. Uh, that's still very song based. And we, we, we're huge fans of melody and rhythm. <laughs> I know that sounds very, it's like, know. yes, that's kind of what makes a song, but, uh, but yeah, we, we do love leaning into that stuff. And in, in less of, let's say a math way, even though there's a lot of math and time changes, but more in a way that grooves and feels right. very song orientated, like song first orientated. So we're going to keep that sensibility for the next album, but it will be more progressive. Well, that's how you guys actually fell into my song list by listening to a lot of prog rock. That's how you came into it. To me, prog rock to me is, it can have like three different types of music in it or more. It goes on a journey with the song. It kind of feels like it goes places and that's kind of what your music does. That's why it's prog, prog rock to me also. You know, yeah, it doesn't yeah. always follow that like kind yeah. of um, I call it pop structure because to me, verse, pop chorus, structure verse, envelopes, yeah, rock is like a, every genre, but yeah, it's that verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge out or whatever, you know. So, yeah, some of our songs already on the first album don't have that structure, and so that's something that we're playing more with on the next one. Interesting, and I, I, I you guys just did a cover too, not just did a but of a, a shout of Cheers for Fear, which is a great band, yeah. Uh, I was just reading. They took a while to do that song, like to figure they did? out. Okay. Like, yeah, I just read like a little thing in a blurb of or an article. No, it's interesting. But what, what is I didn't know song that. To, like to, to pick out. Yeah, when they're writing, it took a while to write it or to record. Yeah, that song. It? Yeah, so, so about the, the, the writing and recording of it took a little while to figure something out out of it, even though it was mm -hmm. like something with it being like simple. But when you do simple, right? It's complex, like the Beatles. Like there's not. 
There's no oh, way it's so they, hard. Right? When someone says, that's such a simple pop song. It's like a melody, and the words are so simple. I know those words. <laughs> so and, good, and It's like though. a guitar. And th- but then you go back, and you're like... Then you the lyrics try, try, are so try, good. Right. But it's so hard to write a good, a good simple song. It's, and it's so universal. That's what's hard about it. That's why Tears for Fears are just masters in songwriting, because... I mean, you look at that song, it's so relevant to today. It's so like, yeah. it's so relevant. Yeah. And they have a another lot of songs song. songs are, right? Yeah. Mad World. Mad, I was going to say just, Mad World. <laughs> yeah. And then you get, you can redo that in many different ways and just pull out different emotional, like ask, you know, uh, uh, sorry, aspects of it. Right. So I it's, yeah. doing that. Like during, during COVID, I thought Mad World was coming out a lot of covers from people, like people doing it. Cause I know Mad World came out oh, differently okay. than it was. Yeah, Gary Jules, yeah. Yeah. Oh, but sorry. They, what did you say? Which artist? No, did you... no, no. But they actually, a lot of people have re- reinterpreted it again over COVID. I feel like a lot of people have really been expressing their own interpretation of that song. Yeah. And the timing of what's going on. I mean, even their biggest hit, mm-hmm. "Everybody Rules the World." I mean, "Everyone Wants to Rule the World." That's a pretty big song. Yeah. Well, shout yeah. in violent yeah. times. It's like, yeah, yeah. It, it, that, it, they're pretty relatable. But so it's a good yes. song that you guys actually picked out. It's a fun one. Uh, do you guys do other covers for fun, or is it just? I mean, because you guys have your own sound. Yeah, there's, well, for the covers we want to do, this is Moonhead, he's the producer guitarist in the band, so he, his idea was to always have one cover per album, because there's so many great songs out there that just uh, hit us emotionally, you know, that we want to kind of reinterpret in our own tropian way, so that's the the idea, you know, super goofy. That's pretty funny, actually. The, um, but when you write songs, it's, it's, the challenge I think with some bands is if you have a lot of good songs and a lot of original, look like you're not hurting for material. But then mm. you also want to do covers. It's like they you need to cut in that space. It's always kind of good to me. I like when I think I can do like eight to twelve solid songs, and then if they have time, they throw in some co- covers for fun. Because at this point with with digital, you can just kind of blast it out and you know throw on the end of a, or a digital release or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's easier. It's always fun to see more. But sometimes you have so much material for some bands, you have to sacrifice an original song to do a cover. For people to release them right. sometimes it's a hard choice so it's funny i think to me. i think what's nice about that is like i mean as a solution to that seeming issue i mean you could always throw something on a next album you know what i mean but right like it's it's so relative to how people approach their you know album making so it's you know well yeah i mean in a day it was a little different because you had limited you know cassette you had to spend time on side of this and an album but the digital world yeah, you, you could do, do anything. songs yeah. for a triple album, and it's just media yeah. that flies, you know, through the invisible particles yeah. in the air. And, and it I think really matter. Yeah, and I think for us, because yeah, because it is so relative how people consider and or approach covers. For us, it really has to be one that kind of really impacts us on an emotional level that we feel fits with the the sonic verse of that album. You know, so it isn't it isn't so much random or oh this is like a fun song we like you know like it is a very specific choice that i don't make but moonhead does <laughs> and that i always agree with so a couple shows and it built and built and built and then where were you at like performing and you know like touring wise and stuff right before covid hit and like what's the change it's, it's interesting how the landscape's kind of changing being a new band too it adds like an extra double bonus challenge to you Right. You now, to, to how you're going to handle that. But you are a young man and you sound mm-hmm. as young. It's not like you have, a, you have a, an audience and a music that can be very expansive. Not as age, age, you know what I'm saying? Um, a mm-hmm. lot of rock bands, unfortunately, get, you know, um, 
put in a spot where it's like it's only this this age group when a lot of other people do like him and their kids like him and stuff you know mm. but you guys are a, a younger band period like a, like a new band so you have less of a label right now right so your audience is probably a little i don't know wider a little different maybe than most most bands that you're probably competing with time on stages right now okay like, like in la and stuff i'm saying kind of like against other legendary rock bands and stuff Right before COVID, though, where were you at? Were you at a point where you guys were starting to get your feet on the ground and established, and then COVID kind of came in? And well, you... what happened was we were, it was kind of a weird, I don't even remember fully, like, specifically where we were at, just because the last two years have muddled the mind really? of it. <laughs> Everybody but... remembers that, though. That I took, I was, my joke is I was going to make a big book. If you had pictures of everybody, the last minute, the minute where they were, the last moment they heard the tour was being closed for COVID. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. I mean, okay. So we did have, right. Yeah. So we did have a tour plan that got canceled yeah. <clears throat> um, and we had lofty ideals like the rest of everybody else to be playing live music a lot. And that all that just went down the tube. Um, so yes, we, we were in that position where we were supposed to tour specifically with, uh, we had a tour with King's X planned uh, where we were supporting them. And that got canceled. So yeah, that that was tricky. And we were planning on releasing the album and that was tricky as well. So things definitely got pushed. Mm -hmm. And at the beginning, beginning, especially like everyone was, we didn't have, like no one had a lot of information and there was a lot of like um, data that was seemed conflicting in those early stages of what should I do to stay safe? What shouldn't I do? <clears throat> and obviously everything was shut down. So um, it took a second for us to come to that decision where even if stuff's kind of impossible to do in a live setting, yeah. uh, we should still just be releasing stuff. So we released music videos during that time, like Shout, uh, Surrogate, Planes, Paradox. We released four music videos and then we released the album because <laughs> once started once things started to really elongate as far yeah. as when you couldn't do things like all of a sudden there was a little window like during that summer where we played some outdoor shows that were like social distance and stuff mm -hmm. and we were kind of feeling like hopeful like oh maybe things will go back to you know we'll continue in that like expanding realm but then they really royally shut down again yeah. in the fall winter and at that point, we're just like, okay, we need to, we need to do something. We need to release this album because we've been sitting on it because, you know, throughout the different managements or different kind of uh, affiliations we've had, they're like, don't release it, wait, you know, and at a certain point, it's just like, we need something we need to do. We need to get this out there. So for us, we were able to at least release the album and still put out music. And there was kind of something nice about even though it was all online, being able to form new connections and new friendships with people who were buying right. our music, you know, that because everyone was home, we kind of got to spend more time, of, you know? Yeah, there's a lot of different schools of thought on bands. Some of them are holding on to them or just releasing them now. Some of them were like, no, this is a perfect time. I'll release it now and I'll work on another one while I'm in COVID. Like there was no yeah. right or wrong answer. Everyone, no. but everyone was paranoid of making the wrong decision because you put a lot of time into an album and yeah, you know, what are you going to do? How was your response? Because some people, some and I think different depends on your audience too, get excited. They're like, "Oh well, I'm I'm at home every night now." Yeah, and like the extra album is kind of great. You know what I mean? It's kind of a bonus. We really, I mean, we really liked it. It it created a really huge silver lining for us because we were all kind of twiddling our thumbs, being like, "When can we go out again?" So it was nice to have that time to promote the album, to really do a lot of like these kind of you know interviews and 
Um, I was packaging all those CDs and shipping them myself. So getting like having the time to write every single person a note and like manually just pack everything was really nice too, because it created more of that kind of tactile connection. Yeah. So those will be fans for life when you do that. Um, so at this point, though, it's hard. You've, you've the touring and stuff, and now things are opening up. And you were supposed to do King's X, and it looks like King's X, if I'm correct, they're not touring now because of a health issue. Yes, yeah, so, um, which is really sad. Really, yeah, yeah. Really, really a shame. We've had so many bumps. I was talking to Doug maybe a year ago at this point, and he's yeah. excited to release that album, and unfortunately, now they have this stumbling block. But you're still going to be touring, right, with Symphony X, right? They're still putting out the album, just so. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I don't know how much I. No, I do. Yeah. They're still putting an album out. Yeah, but it's yeah. Um, but you're still touring. Yeah, though, we just hope they get better. You know what I mean? Because that's really hard as a band to. Yeah, I mean, and not even as just in a human like health right. way. Like it's. They're all really, really, really nice guys, and they're a good, good, good live band. Um, there's been the mystery of why they haven't gotten as big as they Incredible. should be. You know. Um, but you guys are still doing tour though, right? So you guys got you tour with what Symphony X and um right? Who else are you touring with? Yeah, we toured with Symphony X Haken last month. Oh last month, okay. I thought it was good. Yeah, we did a North American uh tour with them. It was Symphony X's twenty-fifth anniversary tour. So wow. that was yeah, it was awesome. And, and and like I grew up listening to them and Haken was a new discovery for me and they're incredible. So just they being they able to tour with both of them was yeah. just like yeah, it was amazing. And and they're all in both bands, they're all just really nice, chill guys. So it was uh, it was pretty awesome, you know. How did the fans react? Like their their fans to you guys? Because it feels like it'd be pretty seamless. Yeah, I mean, um, I think musically we're maybe a little bit. I don't know. It's it's hard to say. In some ways, we're similar to Symphony X, but in other ways, we were more similar to Haken. So, but um, I think we had a really good reaction which was really great because we did the tour as a two-piece, two backing tracks. And at first, yeah, like just logistically, we were asked to do it that way. And at first I was like, fuck no. (laughs) Like, what? You know, we're going to play with two metal bands, the backing tracks, no fucking way, you you know? But actually, um, people, because of, you know, coming out of COVID and stuff like that, were very open to that format, you know? Mm -hmm. And um and it went over really well. So that was like knock on wood. Great. Wow, just you know, too, that wow, we had a good reaction. That. I didn't realize that. Yeah, I didn't either until we had to do it that way. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's kind of a bummer for the other people in the band too. They're like, hello. <laughs> yeah, it was tough. I mean, we we also did, we did the Pineapple Thief. So we toured with them before we toured with Symphony X Haken. And we did that whole tour acoustically. But because it's acoustic, I feel like that's a little bit, more that's okay because it's an acoustic format you know we right. reimagined the songs well not me we royal we is in moonhead had to reimagine all the songs acoustically but it was so fun you know and and that i think went over really well and i f- i find that we're a really good fit we, we like we fit really well even acoustically with the pineapple thieves kind of music another good, another good band oh they're incredible um but yeah, so, uh, but it worked out, you know, it was, it was tough. And, you know, from the standpoint of not having your rhythm section up there is really tough when you're doing a live, a full band sound mm-hmm. um, for us as well. But it, it did work out and at least it exposed the music to people, you know, so. What are you, yeah. what are you next? Get more tours planned or what are we just kind of figuring out right now? Are you touring the uh, 
Yeah, I mean, so obviously we were supposed to tour in September and because of, you know, those reasons, like um, that kind of got pushed. So we are right now really focusing on album two. We're just realizing like we really, really have to get this done, you know, and have more music out there because we ourselves are just chomping at the bit to play new new stuff as right. well. But um, so that's really our main focus right now. But we've still been kind of we still have some stuff kind of percolating as far as tours go that we're just kind of working out. Yeah, time wise. What's this, the songwriting process for you guys? Do you write some? Does he write some? Do everybody kick it in? And then or is there like the main lead and just kind of says, all right, here's what we got going on. And the and lead we... and yeah, the lead and the artistic visionary is definitely Moonhead, the guitarist producer. Mm-hmm. So he. Um, he comes up with the tracks. So all the, like he writes at this stage, all the instruments, the bass, guitars, drums, evos, <laughs> strings, whatever ends up being there, usually not strings, but, um, and then I will take those and write a melody and a lyric on top of it. Sometimes in this new record, I happen to come up with, like I picked up the acoustic and came up with this weird kind of melody and lyric and, and, an uh, idea so I gave that to him and that was like one of those rare actually there was another song that I melodically came up with on a past trope song on the first album but he's like no it doesn't work so then he took the melody and repurposed it for a new track so actually on this record like I I did start some ideas but for the yeah. most part he he generates them that's interesting because the, the, the evolution of you guys see where it goes and you know he has his strong DNA on it but everyone else's feedback and being a singer, though, I mean, you want to kind of sing your own words. I always know it's a struggle, you know. I always do, singing. yeah. I write my own words, yeah. A lot of people are like, well, some people are like, that's fine. They, I, I'm fine with what it is, you know. But even in the bigger bands, you know, you have like, you know, Iron Maiden, you know. Right. And Bruce was singing, you know, Steve's. I mean, Steve's great, but Bruce has his own lyrics, his own solo career. So, so that was always a challenge, you know, to have other people write your words if you're, you know, a performer of your own. Yes. But it's definitely a balance. It, it is. It can be. I mean, sometimes there's something freeing about um, having these very, if, if the idea is very strong, like for Shout, for example, like the lyrics are so strong and so cemented, but also so brilliant such that yeah. you can apply it to many different things. That's, I love lyrics that do that, that are specific emotionally, but general enough such that anyone can relate to it, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so sometimes that is freeing in a way that it allows you to kind of just lean into something that, you know, make it your own in a way, but, uh, I'm not too particular as far as that goes, if the lyrics strong, like if sometimes Moonhead does have some lyric ideas that I really love, you know, but for the most part, I, it just works out that way. I have a lot to say. (laughs) (laughs) Do you do any stuff on the side too yourself? Like obviously because you've had more time for it. Like do you do your own like side mm. music? Projects? I do. Um, I collaborate vocally on on stuff sometimes with other people. Um, so there's uh, uh, this artist called, his name is Julian Beeston and he has a project called Featured where he gets different vocalists to kind of come on board and usually sing his melodies and lyrics. But um in this next round i've been writing melodies and lyrics on a track that he's given me so yeah i mean i'm i do collaborate with other with other folk well so it's interesting because either either musicians i find either they do like a separate music and it's not always similar to what they're doing like 
it'd be like for what you're doing, say you do it's more piano or more acoustic, it's more mellow, it looks a little different, or or they they're they're um, really good cooks, like almost like chefs, or they're painters. It feels like it feels like a lot of musicians have like another side thing they do besides their main band, like another personal outlet, yeah. you know. So it's yeah. interesting to see. I do actually paint as well. Oh, see? Yeah. (laughs) I like to. I'm not professional or whatever, but I like to. But we actually do. I mean, Moonhead and I have another project called Divine Astronaut. And that's like an electronic trip hop. uh, I don't know what to call it. Like ambient project. So, yeah, it's totally different from Trump. So, yeah. Wow. That's a really good name, too. Yeah. Uh, Where where is that located? Is there anything online? Like a band camp or YouTube and stuff? Yeah, we have like some music videos that we put out under that, like under that umbrella and stuff. So it's a totally different outlet. That's you know, really for different. Us to just, it's totally different. Yeah, it's just a chance for us to explore and be looser with the writing. You know, it's it's a quicker thing to to percolate than yeah, trope. Yeah. How, how long ago was that that we started doing that during this we, band? We started when in 2019. It's kind of a weird thing of how it started but basically we were supposed to be on tour the first time around with king's x and then six days before the tour happened it had had to get canceled right and so we didn't have um we had just kind of got rid of our uh, attachment to where we were living in la and we already were on a plane to europe so we were just like where do we live now (laughs) so we just randomly chose on the map romania and we're like, okay, well, we have to create a music project so that we can keep doing this, <laughs> you know? Right. Because we didn't have the idea in our head that we could do trope as a two-piece at the time. So we're like, okay, well, let's create something electronic. And so we were just, like, kind of landed in this area, this, like, literally no postcode area. There were no post boxes and stuff like that. And it was kind you of... Do, um, you, wait, you, wait, you step back from it. You didn't know anybody there? You just kind of, like, moved? We didn't, we didn't know anyone, but we're, like... We were, you know, at that point, you know, really kind of financially strained. And so we're like, where do we live that's going to be inexpensive? Because you could go to like England and Germany, but within a month, you're already like through your cash, right? Right. (laughs) So we're just like, where do we go to kind of survive the next little bit? And so we chose Romania, you know, and then what we didn't realize, because I just... I didn't have preconceptions about Romania. I just didn't know about Romania other than just like your typical, like, you know, the Dracula, you know, mythology. But um, what we found when we were there um, and, 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 and probably people do know more about it than I do. I'm just extremely ignorant. Uh, but was that it was just incredible. Like it was beautiful. And also they have amazing music venues there with incredible sound, some of which were a lot better than, no offense, LA, <laughs> but people who just take a lot of pride in their lights and sound and mm-hmm. other incredible musicians. That part's not surprising, but it's just like, we just, you just don't know what to expect sometimes when you land in a new place. Right. So we That's need crazy uh, some there. really great friends there. Yeah. Just pick up and go there. It's kind of crazy. <laughs> Doesn't it sound crazy to you a little bit? Like, really? yeah we we do that it is crazy and it's it's scary sometimes and it's yeah uncomfortable but i don't know so what happened from there so you guys moved from there back to where you are now Ontario, no like so where? um <clears throat> so moon had stayed around eastern europe and then i was going back to um north america to la actually to continue living there um and then the pandemic hit 
so then it just didn't work out, you know. So then we, I went back to Canada and, uh, you know, we had to, I kind of had to work, you know, get like a, a few yeah. different gigs and stuff like that just to survive because what do you do during that time, you know? So, and yeah. then Moonhead had some work as like a, just as a producer and, and mixer and stuff like that of his own that he was able to, he kind of got, he was kind of stuck there for a while, like in, in Europe, cause he had been there during the pandemic. So okay. yeah, it was a weird, it was really weird. <laughs> it does, especially on the outside. I mean, obviously he went through it slowly as it happened, as it evolved, but hearing this all at once, I'm like, wait, what? That doesn't make sense. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So where are the other people in the band at this point? Are they LA based or? So, um, Todd, our uh, bass player was in LA and then he moved to Maryland re recently. Mm -hmm. And then um, Sasha, our drummer, is in Toronto. So we're kind of not too far from each other right now. We're both in Ontario. How are we going to get back together again to record and play? Ah, we're, that's we're... been the struggle. <laughs> is it? Yeah, I mean, in theory, we were all supposed to be on the previous tour before we were asked to do it as a two-piece. So, I mean, at this point, we would kind of just conjoin when when we're about to go out on a tour and just rehearse mm -hmm. a bit and stuff like that. But right now, because, um, because we are so focused on writing anyways, it's not really too much of a, of a deterrence, you know, at this point. And because, you know, Moonhead and I write everything, it's not, yeah. yeah it's not it's too, interesting because and they mean, can it, do their creative projects yeah. as well. You know, it can be done. I mean, some bands are okay with it. They do fine. I mean, yeah, I know being at, uh, they're in Britain, Portugal and Florida. Yeah. And they're a touring machine, you know, and they get together, and they, you know, you just get to the free rehearsal, send song ideas, and then with tour, you just meet some whatever location and tour. Yeah. It's not ideal. It's, it's no. definitely not ideal. And we want to kind of figure out how to, you know, either just, I mean, staying on the road fixes that, you know, just constantly being on tour fixes that, you know, no problem. Right. Um, it's okay. But... It's okay to live different places. This is some bands do eventually. Yeah. Because... I think it's more important that Moonhead and I live in the same area. So bridging that distance is our priority um, going forward right now, um, because at least we can do acoustic stuff or stuff as a duo, you know, meanwhile, in the lulls between tours or whatever, and can, we're still writing remotely, but obviously it's easier to write when you're in the same kind of space. So we're figuring that out right now. Yeah. Wow. We've got a lot going on. This is yeah. You do have a lot going on. It's the album um, you're working on. You're in you know, a lull for a tour right now, and you're also trying to figure out where you're going to be to begin with. Where, um, what's the goal for the album next year, probably? Yeah, we want to get it done by December, and then get it released uh, in the spring 2023. And touring the fall too, or anything that comes up, you're going to be ready for it. Yeah, I mean, we're we're putting feelers out, so we'll we will be on tours. We're just figuring out the nuts and bolts logistics of that. Yeah. Okay, yeah with management and stuff like that but awesome are you seeing any shows uh you know that no, are exciting I haven't, really, I haven't really looked around as much lately okay busy busy doing the show busy doing this show <laughs> it takes a little bit of time Fair enough. yeah to do it. um but to that point i want i want to thank you for being on the show and i'll thank put you. all the links thank and all your stuff underneath us. it um i'm also gonna check out the other band that you have oh um, cool yeah like, divine astronaut me. yeah check that out as i've been listening to your other stuff i, like, I stumbled across you just as a recommend through probably on like iTunes or something, listen to one oh, band, okay. you know, I think, you know, the next thing you know, you fell off the feed. I was like, Oh, this is pretty cool. 
So that's cool that you're open to that because not everyone follows those leads. You know, sometimes people just kind of stay, which is fine, stay into their kind yeah. of zone musically. So that's I, I, yeah, kudos I mean, to you for being open-minded. I, I, thank you. I don't have a zone. If you look at my, my audience and my, my show, my guests, it's very out there. I listen to everything, you know. It's it'd cool. be like, it'd be like, from, you know, Slayer to ABBA, then it'd be like to Jethro Tull, which would be like everything. A lot of artists that people don't know the names of is popular. I try to bring those out and expose them to at least a few more mm-hmm. people, you know. Yeah. Not a huge show, but the more people can listen to it, the better for that fan. You know, it's, yeah. it's enjoyable to have more artists, you know. Yeah, and, and everything builds, takes time to build, you know, so it's it's all a process. And that's why I'm glad I came across you guys. It's the same thing. That's why I was like, oh, I get you on the show. I want to share share the love, you know. Cool. Because you know, well, thank you. comes across it you know, the same way I do, you know, who mm-hmm. recommends, you know. So. Yeah. Cool. Any, any, any final thoughts you want to say to your fans or anybody out there? Any Put you on a spot. <laughs> no, 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 not at all. Thank you for listening. Thank you for uh, supporting us. And um, to whoever has come out to shows and spoken to us or bought the music, whether whether we met you in person or online, like just, yeah, thank you. Like that's, we're excited to, you know, get back out there and, and see you again and, and make new friends.